Good day, and welcome to our final session of Latin 3, which I've talked about as a, as a bonus reading. Um, today we will review uh, the Exultet prayer uh, sung on Holy Saturday by the deacon. This is uh, in further reading section of Colin's book on pages 334 and 335. And uh, I thought that we would offer this as a fitting conclusion to our course. Uh, the beauty of this prayer is extraordinary. And um, it's uh, one of the oldest continuous prayers of the church. Uh, copied by uh, most every Christian denomination. Um, even those that aren't Catholic. So... Uh, without further ado, let's turn to page 334, and we will run through this prayer uh, here attributed to St. Ambrose, um, and uh, I think you'll see its beauty. I hope you enjoyed working on it, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy reading it together. So, exultet yam angelica turba celorum, let the now let the angelic crowd of heaven rejoice. Uh, let the divine mysteria, the divine mysteries rejoice. And pro tanti regis victoria, and on behalf of the victory of such a great king, tuba in sonet salutaris, uh, let the trumpet of salvation sound. Um, Gaudiat et telus tantis irradiata fulgoribus. And let the earth, Gaudiat, rejoice with uh, such great flashes, uh, I'm sorry, uh, enlightened by such great flashes of light. Fulgor is a flash of light, uh, like, like lightning. Um, notice that exultet, uh, exultant, uh, in sonet, gaudiat, these are all hortatory subjunctives, justive subjunctives in the third person singular, right? Et eterni regis splendore illustrata, totius orbis essentiat amicisse caliginem. Yes, and um, illustrata, uh, illustrated or, or enlightened by the uh, splendor of the eternal king, right? Um, uh, let it uh, sense that the uh, that uh, that it has lost. Let it. This is an indirect discourse, right? Let it feel. Let it know that it has lost. Say amicisse, the um, uh, the darkness that covers the whole world. Caliginem is the darkness or the uh, cloud, right? The the uh, the obscurity, right? Letetur et mater ecclesia, and also let Mother Church rejoice. Tanti luminis adornata fulgoribus. Mother Church adornata, adorned uh, with the brightness or the, the light flashes of, of such a great light. Tanti luminis. Et magnis populorum vocibus hec aula resultet. And let this hall, this church, right? Aula is the hall, right? In which, uh, which this is being sung. Let it um, echo 
with the great voices of the people. Okay, so all these are uh, just of subjunctives. Qua propter astantes vos fratres carismi. So, dearest brethren, uh, you standing here, ad tam miram huius sancti luminis claritatem una mecum queso dei omnipotentes misericordiam invocate. There's your verb at the end, invocate. Um, so those uh, brethren, uh, dearest brethren, standing at such a wondrous clarity of this holy light, uh, admiram claritatem huius sancti luminis, <clears throat> together with me, I beg you, invocate, there's your verb, call upon or invoke the misericordiam Dei omnipotentis the mercy of Almighty God. Um, and of course, the reference to the uh, uh, miram claritatem luminis is the uh, light that is now being lit, uh, the Paschal candle. Um, this is being sung in praise of that light, the Paschal candle, which is um, uh, significant and um, representative of the light of Christ, the risen Christ, right? Okay, um, uh, ut qui me non meis meritis inter levitarum numerum dignatus est aggregare, you have to continue really to get the whole meaning, luminis sui claritatem infundens cerei huius laudum implere perficiat, so that the one who, this is going to be God, of course, who has dignatus est, has deemed it worthy, to aggregare, to uh, count me or to uh, enter me um, among the number of Levites, priests or uh, ministers actually, not by my own merits, non meis meritis, right? right? So that he might, um, pouring forth uh, in fundens, right, the clarity of his light, right, luminous sui, he might perficiat, bring to pass, or perfection, he might bring it to pass, to implere, to uh, fulfill the praise of this wax or of this candle, right? In other words, the deacon is praying that God who has deigned worthy to number him among the number of Levites, not by his own merits, might pouring forth the clarity of his light might bring it about so that he can fulfill the praise of this wax, of this candle. He's about to sing the praise of this candle in reference to all of the uh, history of salvation. So then he begins the dialogue. Dominus, we know this, Dominus Fobiscum, the Lord be with you and with your spirit. Sursum corda, your hearts raise them up. Habemus uh, abdominum, we have them raised, understood to the Lord. Gratias agamus, Domino Deo Nostro, let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Dignum et justumes, it is uh, worthy and just, right? It is, and then uh, it's it begin. This is begins just like a preface, and an act, actually the tone of the chant is close to that of the preface tone. Um, 
So it is truly right and uh, just, and just uh, in that the invisible God, our, our omnipotent Father, and His only begotten Son, Filium Que Eus Unigenitum, Dominum Nostrum Eus, Jesus Christ our Lord, Toto Cordis Agmentis Affectu et Vocis Ministerio Personare. There's finally the infinitive that is dependent on the idea of it being very dignum et justum es. It is right and just to personare at the end, right? A beautiful uh, example of the way Latin can hold its meaning until the very end of the sentence. So it's, it's right and just to uh, proclaim or to praise, right? The invisible God, our omnipotent Father, and His only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and we do that toto cordis augmentis affecto with the entire feeling or affection and sense of uh, heart and mind and with the vocis ministerio, with the uh, ministerial assistance or the service of the voice, right? Uh, and so it's right. All of that is in the accusative invisibilem deum patrum impotentum filium quae unigenitum dominum nostrum iesum Christum. So that's the object of personare, right? Which is the infinitive following dignum et justum est. Qui, there's that linking relative. Who, right? Referring back to Jesus. Who, pro nobis, on our behalf, eterno patri ade debitum solvit. Who, Solve it. He paid the debit, the 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 uh, debt. He loosed the debt. Solve it debitum, right? To our eternal Father, the debt of Ade, the debt of Adam, right? The sin of Adam. So he, obviously, uh, by his death, paid the the price, the debt of Adam, to the eternal Father on pro nobis on our behalf, right? At veteris. Um, piaculi calcionem piocruori detersit, and he detersit, he wiped out literally, right? The uh, bill, calcionem, calcio is a bill or a bale, right? The bill of sin, right? Piaculi uh, veteris, the old sin, that ancient sin he's talking about, uh, the original sin of Adam and Eve. He wiped out that bill or bale of the old sin, pio cruore, by his pious holy blood, cruore, right? Heic sunt enim festa pascalia. These are the, these are the paschal feasts, uh, usually in the plural, but we would say it in the singular. This is the paschal feast. In quibus verus ille annus occiditur, in which that true lamb is slain, cuius sanguine postes, Fidelium consecrantor, by whose blood, sanguine cuius, by whose blood, right, the doorposts of the faithful are consecrated. This, of course, is a reference to the Passover, the original Passover, when the Hebrews put the uh, blood of the slain Paschal lamb on their doorposts so that the angel of death would pass over them. Heik nox es. Now we get this beautiful uh, series of statements about the night, this night on which Christ was arisen. Heik nox es. This is the night in qua, in which first 
Patres Nostres, our forefathers, the Philios Israel, the sons of Israel, Eductos de Egypto, led out from Egypt. Mare rubrum sico vestigio transire fecisti. You made them to, uh, there's the main verb, fecisti at the end, speaking to God. You made them, you granted them, transire, to pass over the mare rubrum, the Red Sea, sico vestigio, with dry footstep, literally. The vestigium is the uh, footprint. And with dry footprints, literally, with dry footprint, you granted them to pass over the Red Sea. Remember the parting of the sea uh, in which the Hebrews crossed, and then it came back on the uh, Egyptians. Um, this, uh, indeed, therefore, is the night. Which purgavit. Uh, which cleansed by the uh, it 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 set to flight. It cleansed it it uh, purged the darkness of sin. Tenebras peccatorum, the darkness of sins, and it did this by the columne illuminatione, by the illumination of the column. This is the, of course the reference uh, of the Hebrews, the column of fire that led them through the desert and so forth. Uh, the pillar of fire, right? Heik noxes, again, the repetition, uh, the uh, alliteration, uh, or I'm not, uh, the anaphora of this phrase. Heik noxes, this is the night. Quehorie per universum mundum in Christo credentes, avitius seculi et caligine peccatorum segregatos, redit gratiae sociat sanctitate. So again, uh, the verbs don't come till the end. This is the night which, and those verb, that, that verb is going to come at the end of uh, this relative clause, which today, through the universe, through the entire world, universum mundum, those believing in Christ, credentes in Christo, right, from the, the crimes of the age, vitis, the sins of the age, and the darkness uh, I'm sorry, segregatos modifies credentes. Those believing in Christ separated from the crimes of the age and the darkness of sins. It returns them gratia. It returns them to grace and sociat sanctitati and allies them with sanctity. Notice rated gratia. Uh, rated is the verb, uh, which is uh, the verb of the quay clause. It's the night which returns those believing in Christ who had been segregatos, who had been, that not modifies them, separated, um, uh, right, by, I'm sorry, they, they're, really, they're really segregated or separated by the uh, sins of the age and the darkness of sins. It returns them, gratiae, to grace, and it sociat, it allies them, to sanctity, those are in the dative. Sanctitati and gratiae are in the dative because uh, the night is returning the believers to grace and allying them to sanctity. Heik noxes, this is the night in, qua, in which destructis vinculis mortis, I hope you recognize that as an ablative absolute, with the chains of death having been destroyed, Christus ab inferis victor ascendit, Christ. Uh, 
ascends or ascended victor as the victor ab inferis from the dead. Christ from the dead ascended as victor. Victor is in apposition with Christus. This is the night on which he did this, right? Um, good. Uh, nihil. Now, that now comes this very interesting sort of uh, theology uh, about the sin of Adam and so forth. Nihil enim nobis nashi profuit, nisi redimi profuiset. We have a mixed condition here. It was nothing, it profited, profuit, from prosum. It profited to us, usually with a dative and an infinitive. It profited us nothing to be born if we had, if it had not been profitable to be redeemed. Notice that's very. We have a, we have a, 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 a um, indicative form of the verb profuit because it's talking about the actuality of us being born. It profited us nothing to be born, and then it has the protasis of a contrary to fact condition. If it had not, it would not have profited us to be redeemed. The reason that that's in the subjunctive is is a contrary to fact is because we are in fact redeemed. So if we had not, if it had not been profitable for us to be redeemed, it profited us nothing to be born. Uh, a very interesting thought, right? And um, that 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 whole continues here. O mira circa nos tue pietatis dignatio. So the omira, uh, mira modifies actually the dignatio. O wondrous graciousness of your piety, circanos, surrounding us. Uh, notice the Latin word order, though. It's, it's beautiful. O wondrous around us of your piety, graciousness. Uh, so they have, we have the mira, the adjective, right in the beginning of the sentence, and the noun it modifies at the end. And this is, of course, an exclamation. O inestimabilis delexio caritatis. O inestimable, estimable, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, sort of graciousness of charity or uh, prefer love of charity. What? Um, uh, that, uh, and, and, and so uh, the deacon is exclaiming, oh, how wonderful is this worthiness of your piety and the graciousness uh, of charity. That, the result is, ut, right? You, uh, you handed over your son. There's the main sentence, right? You handed over your son in order that you might redeem your servant. Um, that's a purpose clause. Um, and this is explaining the dilexio caritatis and the dignatio pietatis. It, literally, that you... Um, so he says, uh, oh, wondrous graciousness, right? Oh, in, inestimable graciousness of charity, right? You handed over your son in order that you might redeem your servant, serve him. Um, uh, he means, you know, of course, handing over Jesus to death to redeem us. And now we get this fantastic, very famous quote, 
O certe necessarium ade peccatum. O certainly necessary sin of Adam, quod Christi morte deletum est, which was deleted or wiped out by the, the uh, death of Christ. Right? This is talking about original sin. O Felix culpa. This is a, has become that phrase, that, that, that two-word, Felix culpa, has become a very famous expression. O happy fault, que talam actantum meruit habere redemptorum. Which, uh, O happy fault, which deserved or merited to have a redeemer that was talam actantum, such and so great. That, that, that merited to have such and so great a redeemer. Um, it, the idea that uh, it was actually a happy fault, original sin by Adam and Eve, it was, a, it was a, a, almost a necessary sin in order that in the economy of salvation, God in the fullness of time would send his son to suffer, die uh, on the cross for us. Uh, uh, it's kind of a mind-boggling and wonderful idea. Oh, Felix Culpa, yes. Uh, this is one of the reasons why this, this poem is so fantastic. Then we return to the, uh, uh, to the address to the night again. Oh, vere beatinox, oh, truly blessed or happy night. Que sola meruit shire tempus erorum, in qua Christus ab inferis resurrexit. The oh happy, certainly happy night, blessed night, which alone, the night which alone deserved or merited to know the time and the hour in qua in which Christus, Christ, rose ab inferis from the dead. Heik nox est. And we return to the uh, uh, anaphora of heik nox est. This is the night de qua scriptum est, about which it has been written. And here's the quote. It has been written this, uh, and the night will be illuminated just as the day. Noc sicut dies illuminabitur. Right? It will be illuminated just like, illuminated just like the day. Et nox illuminatio mea in deliciis mes. And the night is my illumination uh, in my delight. In deliciis mes. Huius igitur sanctificatio noctis fugat celera culpas lavat. Uh, yes, and therefore the sanctification of this night puts to flight celera, crimes or sins, right? And it culpas lava, it washes away faults. Notice that's uh, the construction, the poetic construction uh, or a poetic device that we call uh, chiasmus, where we have an A, B, B, A arrangement. We have the verb, the object, the object, the verb. Fugat celera culpas lavat. It's very poetic. Um, used by great poets uh, in Latin, starting uh, right from the beginning. We see it in Virgil and Lucretius and so forth. And um, beautiful, uh, one of the great rhetorical devices or poetic devices. Um, et redit innocentiam lapsis et mestis laetitiam. And it continues that, that, uh, with that device of uh, chiasmus. In this part, it renders 
innocence to the fallen, lapsis, and to the sad, happiness. Notice, innocentium lapsis et maestis letitiam, we have the A, B, B, A, we have, uh, we have an uh, accusative, dative, dative, accusative. Um, so it returns innocence to the fallen, to the lapsed, and to the sad, it returns happiness. Fugar odia, it puts to flight hatreds. Concordiam para, there again, we have uh, chiasmus, A-B-B-A. It puts to flight hatreds, it, it prepares or fosters concordia at curvat imperia, and it curves or bends powers, literally, or haughty, uh, people that are, you know, the, the imperious things, uh, you know, literally imperia or kingdoms or powers. It curves them, right? It checks them. In huius igitur noctis gratia, sucipe sancte pater, incensi huius sacrificium vestinum, uh, vespertinum, sorry. Okay, so uh, we're praying now. In the grace of this night, therefore, uh, Holy Father sucipe, take up, right, take up the sacrificium vespertinum, the evening sacrifice of this incense. Remember, the deacon will be incensing the Paschal candle um, before which he stands now and is singing, right? So accept, take up uh, this uh, evening sacrifice of, of this incense. Quod tibi in hoc cerii oblationem solemni per ministrorum manus de operibus apum sacrosancta redit ecclesia. This is a great phrase. Uh, which, okay, take, take up this sacrifice, which to you in the offering of this wax, in this offering of wax, in hoc oblazione cherii, cherii is, uh, cherius is wax, it means the candle here, right? So in this offering of wax, in, in this solemn offering, I'm sorry, solemni oblazione, in this solemn offering of wax, through uh, the hands of, of your ministers, manus ministrorum, de operibus apum, I love that, from the works of bees, it raided sacrosancta ecclesia, it makes the church holy, right? It turns the church, which renders the, the church sacrosancta, okay? Um, I love the idea uh, that this candle has been made through the hands of your servants from the works of bees, because it's, of course, the bees who make the beeswax. Um, yes. Said yam columne huius preconia novimus. But now we know the praises of this, uh, of this uh, column, this candle. Now they're referring to this column of light, which is representative of that which led the Hebrews, right? The columnae huius, right? The preconia, the praise. We know the praises of this of this column of this candle. Quam in honorem dei rutilans ignis accendit, which the the, the column, the candle, which um, rutilans ignis, glowing fire, accendit lights in honorem dei for the honor of God. All right, so. The quam is the accusative relative 
referring back to the columna, right? It's the candle which, in the honor of God, glowing fire accended, uh, ignites or lights, right? Qui licet si divisus in partes, mutuati tamen luminis detrimenta non novi. Qui, which, there's that connecting relative, right? Um, talking about uh, the fire, right? Which, licet si divisus in partes. Licet, remember, is a verb, means it is permitted, but as a, an adverb, it's, it's used then as an adverb. Uh, because it, it is ex- the meaning is extended, although uh, it, it means although, uh, which although it is divided into parts, I think you can see how lichet works, uh, because if it means originally it is permitted plus a subjunctive, it is permitted that it be divided into parts, and then it comes to mean although as a subordinating conjunction. So here we have uh, the meaning of although, which although it is divided into parts, divisus in partes, Mutuate tamen luminis detrimenta non novit. It does not know, non novit, that the losses, the detriments of its mutual or shared light. Mutuati luminis. Nevertheless, although we know that this is a concessive clause because we have the tamen in the main, in the main clause. Although it is divided into parts, nevertheless, it does not know the loss of shared light, right? Uh, now, the idea there is, as you recall at Holy Saturday, uh, the Paschal candle is lit from the Easter fire. The deacon uh, with the priests and the altar servers process up the aisle. Uh, he announces three times Lumen Christi, the light of Christ, and people respond, Deo gratias, and as he processes up to the altar. Um, the lights, the candle, uh, candles that are being held by the faithful in the pews are lit from the Paschal candle. And as he finally ascends to the altar where he will sing the, the exultet, um, the, uh, the church is illuminated by all of the individuals holding their candles, um, which have been lit from the uh, Paschal candle, um, and so it's uh, it's um, uh, it's been divided into parts because everybody is holding a little candle, a part of the, the the Easter candle, but it doesn't know loss because of its being shared. Uh, fantastic idea there, and illustrated beautifully on the evening of uh, the vigil. Alitur enem linquantibus cheris. He explains why now. Alitur enem linquantibus cheris, quas in substantiam preciose huius lampadis apis mater eduxit. One of my favorite lines, the apis mater. I love this. For it is nourished by liquid wax, right? Waxes, um, which into the substance of this precious lamp or candle the mother of the bee has led it, right? There's the verb, which the mother of the bee, she's the subject, mater apis eduxit. She has led forth those waxes, which the mother of the bee has led forth into the substance of this precious light. Um, So the mother of the bee 
uh, with all of the workers have made the wax that has gone into making uh, the Paschal candle. Now we return again to the night. O vere beatanox, O truly blessed night, que expoliavit Egyptos ditavit Hebraeus, which despoiled the Egyptians, but enriched the Hebrews. Nox, night, in qua terrenis celestia, humanis divina unguntur. Very nice image. The night in which celestial things are joined to earthly things. Terrenis celestia. And divine things are joined to human things. Notice we've got here, uh, we don't have the uh, chiastic order. Uh, we have the A, B, A, B order. So we have uh, the celestial things being uh, joined to terrenis, to, to earthly things, and we have divina things being joined to humanis things. Uh, beautiful uh, poetry there. Oramos ergo te domine. Let us pray therefore, Lord, ut cereus iste, that this wax in honorum tui nominis consecratus, this wax, right, this, this candle, having been consecrated in the honor or for the honor of your name, ad noctis huius caliginem destruendum, in order to destroy the darkness of this night, uh, that this uh, undyingly might persevere. And there's your main verb at the end again. We're praying that, that's a just of noun clause, that uh, in deficiens perseverat, right, that this candle, this wax, might undyingly persevere, right? And what kind of candle is it? It's the one consecrated in the honor of your name. It might persevere, and we have odd plus the gerundive to show purpose. In order, it might persevere in order to destroy the shadow or the collegium, the darkness of this night. Beautiful Latin sentence, illustrative of a lot of things. Uh, you have the just of noun clause with the perseverant in the subjunctive, but then you have your purpose shown with odd plus the gerundive here. You see it's a gerundive because it's de sturendam collegium, because collegium is feminine. So that's a, a gerundive uh, adjectival form modifying collegium with odd plus the accusative to show purpose. Okay, I hope you remembered all of that. Um, okay, et in odorum... Suavitatis acceptus supernis luminaribus misheatur. And for the, uh, literally, the aroma, uh, having been accepted for the aroma or into the aroma of sweetness, may it be mingled, misheatur, with the supernal or the heavenly lights. Uh, that's a great image of the Paschal candle, the light from the Paschal candle. And, that's shared by all of the faithful in the pews, may it be ling mingled, uh, mixed with the, the supernal lights. Flamus eos lucifer matutinis inveniat, right? And lucifer here, not the name of uh, the devil, but actually it's, f it's first, uh, well, it is the name of the devil, but uh, here in its root meaning as the day star. May the morning day star find its flames, um, meaning that may it persevere, right, through the night to, into the dawn. Uh, that's why earlier 
it was asked that it be mingled with the heavenly lights. And may the day star, Matutinus, the morning day star, Lucifer is the light giver of the day star, may the morning day star find its flames. Ille inquam Lucifer, that's beautiful, that ille inquam, interrupted by the inquam, that I say day star, that day star I'm talking about, qui nascit occasum, which knows no setting, which does not know an occasum, a setting. Ille, he repeats it, that one, that day star, who, the regressus ab inferis, having returned from the dead, humano generis serenus eluxit, has in a serene fashion, serenus, illuminated humano generi, the human race. He's talking about Jesus, of course, um, who, having returned from the dead, uh, has shown light upon the human race, right? Precamur ergo te domine. We pray to you, therefore, Lord. And here's what we pray, ut, right? That nos famulos tuos, that uh, we, your servants, omnem quesca clerum, and all the clergy, et devotissimum papum, and your devoted people, una cum beatissimo papo nostro, uh, together with the most blessed uh, Pope, uh, our Pope, most blessed Pope, and Antistite Nostra, and our Bishop, right, that you concede, right, uh, grant uh, the uh, uh, quiet of times, literally, <laughs> right, in his Pascali Buscaris, in these Paschal joys, right, that you grant um, to rule, now here's Here's the, the really um, the, 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 the main idea here. We pray you to regere, to rule with continual protection, gubernare, to govern and to conserve. And there is the main verb at the end, dignieris. Um, what the dignieris? Often we see in ecclesiastical prayers this word dignor, right? to deem it worthy, to grant, uh, to deign, and that will take infinitives. So going back, notice the construction of the sentence, which is, it reads off easily, actually, if you read it in order, but the Latin construction uh, is a little tricky in that you have the main leading verb um, uh, introducing a, a, a just of noun clause, and you don't get really the main verb until the very last word of the sentence, which is three lines later. So we pray to you, Lord, ut, that. And then the very ending word in the sentence is dignieris, and that's the word that is governed by the ut, that you deign or deem it worthy to rule, to govern, and to preserve. And then we have the accusatives. We, your servants, you, you rule and govern and preserve. We, your servants, uh, all the clergy, the devoted people, uh, together with the Pope and our bishop, right? Um, with quiete uh, temporum concessa. Uh, I, 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 I glossed over this and didn't really do it correctly on the way in. Um, what, what do we have there? Quiete temporum concessa. With the quiet of times, having been conceded, right? That concessa is not, not a verb, but it's a participle, right? It's an ablative absolute. 
stuck in the middle of this long sentence. So under the circumstances of uh, a peaceful time, quiete temporum, with the quiet of time having been conceded, right, that you deem worthy to rule, govern, and preserve us in his uh, pascali buscaris, in these paschal joys, uh, by your assidue protectione, by your assiduous or continual protection. So that's quite an interesting sentence um, because you have a adjustive noun clause, you have uh, introduced by ut, then you have the accusatives, then you have an uh, ablative absolute stuck in the middle, and your main verb is at the end in the subjunctive because of the ut, and that dignor will take infinitives, and there you have regere, gubernare, and conservare. So, a uh, very good sentence there. I hope you got it. Going on, respice etiam ad devotissimum imperatorum nostrum. Now, this is interesting. Um, uh, this particular version that uh, Collins uh, includes here is one that um, prays still for the Holy Roman Emperor. Um, I think that the, the, the exultet was somewhat changed uh, or was changed in a minor way in, I think, 1955 when that was the last time that the prayer for the Holy Roman Emperor was included um, because uh, the, Holy, the last Holy Roman Emperor uh, had been well out of the picture uh, for many, many years before that. Uh, but at any rate, this particular version in Latin, he includes it here. So that's what he's talking about here. Look also to the, look upon also your d most devoted emperor, our emperor, imperatorum. Cuius tu deus desideri vota prenotions. Whose vota, whose vows of desire, whose prayers of desire, in other words, the things he desires, you, God, pray no sense, knowing in advance, right? Pray nosco, nosco to know, pray beforehand, knowing in, in advance. You, right? And then we have, again, a very long sentence that we don't get its, uh, its real meaning until we get to the verb. Ineffabile pietatis misericordiae tui munere tuanquilim perpetuae pacis accommoda. Accommodate, right, or, or grant the tranquility of perpetual peace. Tranquillum there, tranquillus is normally an adjective, but tranquillum, when used in the neuter like that, tranquillum, tranquilly, uh, is, uh, can be used as a substantive noun, the, the tranquility of perpetual peace, right? Fit, fit out or accommodate the tranquility of perpetual peace, right? Uh, to our uh, he's talking about look upon our most uh, devoted emperor whose uh, vows of desire, whose prayers of desire, knowing in advance God, right? By your ineffable gift of piety and your mercy, accommodate or grant the tranquility of perpetual peace. Et celestum victorium cum omni populoso and also grant or fit out or, or give the celestial victory with all of his people. 
So it's a prayer for the emperor. Look upon our most devoted emperor, right? And then we have the relative clause, kuyus, whose desires knowing you know, right? Accommodate um, to him or grant to him uh, the tranquility of perpetual peace, right? By means of the ineffable gift, munare, of your piety and mercy. And also grant the celestial victory uh, with all of his people. Uh, that is obviously no longer sung today as part of the prayer. As I said, I think it was suppressed in something like 1955. But at any rate, it's included here uh, in the old form. And then we have the ending, as many of our prayers end, Periundum Dominum Nostrum Iesum Christum Filium Tuum, through the same Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, qui tecum vivit spiritus sancti Deus per omnia secula seculorum, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God per omnia secula seculorum, forever and ever. Amen. So there you have the fantastic prayer of the exultet, um, uh, which is sung on the Easter Vigil. I hope that uh, you have heard it sung Probably many of you have heard it in English. I hope some of you have heard it in Latin and that you will uh, be able to seek out a place, perhaps one vigil, if you haven't heard it in Latin, to be sung in Latin. Um, it's, a, it's an extraordinarily beautiful prayer and I think one that's uh, a fitting way to end our course. I would like to uh, thank you for your attention and work that you've given to this uh, this course online throughout the entire year. Um, if you've stuck with it, as I've said many, many times now, you've uh, accomplished a great deal. You now know uh, basically all the tenets of uh, ecclesiastical Latin, which will enable you, with the help of a dictionary, to read most every text. I hope you enjoyed the reading of this exultet as a kind of capstone to our course. Um, it's a beautiful way to end, and uh, I've enjoyed this very much. So uh, without going on too much longer, um, I wish you all the best in the future. I don't know what we'll be doing, if anything, further on our Latin courses at St. Agnes uh, in the immediate future, but uh, keep checking the St. Agnes website for Latin class and, and other good things. And um, I'm wishing you all the best with uh, your exploits in Latin and all of your other activities. Take care and God bless. If you have any questions as usual or would like to talk to me about anything about Latin, don't hesitate to drop me an email at may at stoloff.edu uh, and I'll be glad to answer your questions. Take care and God bless you.